For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Davey Hudson. I appreciate you joining me today. Do you believe in our Tennessee Titans? Because I know I do, and I'm really happy with the draft that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel were able to conduct on this week's show. We're going to get into the three things you need to know that have happened over the week. There's a lot, so I'm kind of condensing it. And then we're going to break down a little bit of each player that the Titans had drafted. And then we're going to end it with your questions in this week's installment of the Titan Up Mailbag. But before we get off and running, you can always listen to Believe in Titans. We are available on all your favorite directories. That's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us online at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you can find me, Davey Hudson, on Twitter, Instagram at Davey underscore Hudson, D-A-V-E-Y. But I know you're wanting to dive in. And so we're going to get into the three things you need to know that have happened for the Titans since we have last talked. At number three, the Titans have begun virtual meetings. So this is giving the players an opportunity to get with the coaches, go over the playbook, get to talking with some of the newer staff members, just try to get their footing as we head towards this 2020 season in an unprecedented time as everyone is having to deal with the coronavirus and how that is limiting teams from going about their normal schedule. Even though players are not being able to get together and start developing their chemistry on the field. They are in the classroom. They're working towards getting, I hate to use the phrase, especially being here in Tennessee, but the mental reps, trying to go through those. Uh, But as it does relate to two players who are able to work out together, Titans starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill and starting tight end Jonu Smith have been able to get together in South Florida to work on routes, doing some passing and catching, just getting the reps together which will definitely help with their chemistry. And we, we saw both of those players really make an impact in the late part of the season in that stretch to get into the playoffs. Uh, both players currently live in South Florida. Ryan Tannehill, of course, originally drafted by the Miami Dolphins, has played majority of his career there. And Johnny Smith, who grew up in Florida and went to play college ball at FIU. So obviously that's not the full receiving core being able to get together with their quarterback but it at least is something, and that's more than some teams are able to get right now. So I will take it. The number two thing you need to know, it's been number one, but I'm going to bump it back today. Jadavion Clowney has yet to sign with a team in the NFL, but with that being said, right before I recorded this session, it came across uh, Twitter. NFL Update put out that uh, Seahawks defensive tackle Jaron Reed says he is going back to number 90 which that is the same number Jadavion Clowney wore in Seattle. Uh, Clowney had to pay Reed to get that number last season with Clowney still unsigned. Reed says he's taking it back. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean Clowney still cannot sign with Seattle, 
but it is leading some people to believe Clowney is moving on to uh, greener pastures. So we shall continue to wait. I mean, as they say, uh, patience is a virtue. I think it's also worth mentioning that Seattle did use their second-round draft pick on edge rusher Darrell Taylor out of the University of Tennessee, and they also got another defensive end in the fifth round with Alton Robinson out of Syracuse. So maybe they're looking, hey, doesn't look like we're going to have a certain edge rusher back this year. Got to go ahead and find the next man up. We'll see. But to tie that into our number one thing that has happened over the weekend for the Titans, Titans managed to walk away from the 2020 draft with six new players in addition to a lot of undrafted free agents. So I know a lot of people are interested in knowing a little bit more about who the Titans selected. And so what we're going to do for the main story this week and just trying to give you a little bit of a setup into how each show is going to go for the next couple of weeks. This week we're going to do an overview of all of the Titans picks and what they did in the draft. And each week we will do a deep dive into each player the Titans drafted and start with the Titans first round pick next week and just continue on through. Because really until Clowney signs, Not a whole lot of breaking news will be happening for the Titans as we approach the the summer. But I know as NFL and Titan fans, we're always ready for that next chunk of news. Just gobble it down. So the Titans, I know I said that I was hoping they would trade out of their first round pick. Uh, It did not look like they had an opportunity to where they would gain much value by doing so. So with the Titans staying put, With the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, they selected offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson. Wilson played at Georgia and was one of the guys we kind of discussed the Titans could be looking at if they are going to take a tackle in the first round. And this is already setting up to be the ultimate replacement for Jack Conklin. But Wilson came in at 6'6", 350 pounds. He played in a zone-blocking scheme while at Georgia, and that will transition fairly well with what the Titans like to do in their current scheme. So shouldn't be too much of a learning curve when it comes to that. Personally, I, I expect Dennis Kelly to still be the starter at right tackle come week one of this season. But that's not to say Wilson will not have an opportunity to compete and ultimately win that job. Next up in round two with the 61st pick, the Titans drafted cornerback Christian Fulton out of LSU. I was surprised with this pick. Not that the Titans took him because I I love this pickup, but I was surprised that Fulton fell all the way to the 61st pick in the second round. There were several NFL experts who had a first-round grade on him, expected him to get drafted on Thursday night, but he ended up falling down the board. It's just the way the cards fell and was there for general manager John Robinson to select without having to trade up to get him. And we know that the Titans needed a cornerback because it is likely that Logan Ryan does not return. But I expect Christian Fulton to be starting on day one, at least as the third cornerback on the roster. And there's a chance he is playing at the nickel position. Uh, We'll see what happens with the roster, but it looks as though either Adoree Jackson will slide in and Fulton will be on the outside or vice versa. Moving on in round three with the 93rd pick, the Titans selected running back Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. Evans was the 2019 Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year and will will be a nice counterpart to starting running back Derrick Henry. Evans, the main term you've seen thrown around about him is he's a home run hitter. 
has really nice speed and can turn it upfield after one cut. So he will be coming in to fulfill the Deion Lewis role. But the nice thing about Evans is he is also able to help out in the return game. Had some nice plays uh, on kickoff return at his time in Boone, North Carolina. And the Titans did not have a fourth-round pick, but their fifth-round pick was defensive tackle Laryl Merchinson out of NC State. And this pick is one where you can see him filling in the role of Jarrell Casey. So you can see the theme with the Titans so far is based off what we lost last season. They've gone and found a piece to go ahead and plug in right there to help fill the holes and provide depth at the position. And as we move along in the seventh round, the Titans originally had three picks. Their first pick in the seventh round was the 224th overall pick, and the Titans selected quarterback Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. If you haven't seen this guy's tape, I suggest you go and look it up uh, after the after the podcast. But McDonald, definitely a prospect to come in and compete at the backup quarterback position. Outside of Ryan Tannehill, the only other quarterback on the roster is Logan Woodside. And in my opinion, the Phil is the team thinks that Woodside is likely going to be the backup, but McDonald does provide a different element, very athletic, able to move, but he also has a cannon. He'll sling it around. Looks kind of odd whenever it's coming out of his hand, but it usually gets to where it needs to be. If McDonald does make the 53-man roster, uh, you could see them trying to possibly put in some packages, might try to trick the defense a little bit. It's by no means your typical pocket passer. He is the guy that can make you miss on the ground. He also, if you remember, was the quarterback white guy with dreads. Unfortunately, he uh, he cut his hair, so we're not going to get to see that out there on the field at all as much as we were looking forward to it. But get him into the quarterback room and see what happens from there. Uh, the, the next pick for the Titans, they actually traded their, seventh, their second seventh-round pick to the Chiefs for the Chiefs' 2021 sixth-round pick, so that will likely be a later pick in the sixth round. Still, the uh, Titans didn't feel like there was anyone there worth taking, so tried to get some draft capital for next year, and that was the only trade that the Titans made during the 2020 draft. And the Titans, with their last pick, in round seven, pick 243, the Titans drafted safety Chris Jackson out of Marshall. Jackson, from what I've seen, looks like a guy, even though he's a safety and the Titans didn't really need help at safety uh, with having some guys they really like at that position already. Obviously, Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro will be starting there this year. But even with with Amani Hooker, who they drafted in the fourth round last year, and Dane Crookshank, who they took in the fifth round, back in 2018. Jackson is a little bit more versatile. Uh, They could play him possibly in the nickel spot. He could come down and uh, help out there, but he's one of those guys they feel they can move around. And we talked about it before, but whenever you're getting drafted this late, really outside of being a kicker or punter or a quarterback, you're expected to contribute on special teams. That's how you're going to make the roster. And so we will see what Jackson is able to do. But that is the list of the six players that the Titans selected in the 2020 NFL Draft. As it relates to the Titans' 2020 draft overall, I thought that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel did a really solid job. If I had to kind of rank it amongst the other NFL teams, I would say it would be between the uh, 5th and 10th best draft. And I, I don't really like grading drafts necessarily whenever you're looking at it from a, I project this player is going to be really, really well. I kind of look at it from a standpoint of 
all right, how did these teams address what they needed or didn't need? I look at it from a, did this team address some of their glaring issues and get better at those positions? And for the Titans, I thought they did. I mean, I kind of went through it with each person they drafted, but I mean, Isaiah Wilson replacing Jack Conk, Christian Fulton likely replacing Logan Ryan, Darrington Evans replacing Deion Lewis, Laryl Murchison replacing Jarrell Casey. And I mean, whenever you get to Cole McDonald, you got one Hawaiian quarterback replacing another Hawaiian quarterback. I like what the Titans did, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching these players hit the field. Last week, I said that there are several positions I expect the Titans to address in the draft. And if they don't address them, that's pretty telling with how they feel. Um, now, I know I said we didn't necessarily need a wide receiver, but it was a very deep wide receiver draft, and I kind of expected John Robinson to take a receiver at some point, but... No wide receivers were drafted for the Titans, but the most glaring position of need where the Titans did not come close to addressing is the edge rusher position. Titans didn't take an outside linebacker, didn't take a defensive end, and that is leading more people to believe how I started this all off, tying everything back together, that Jadavion Clowney is on the way. Now, John Robinson was asked about Clowney because obviously that's the number one free agent left in all of the NFL. And Robinson had comments along the lines of, we feel Tennessee is is becoming an attractive place for free agents. And added, you're always looking to build a better roster. So I I wish I had insight on uh, when when I'm hearing he's going to sign. But right now, I just, that information's not out there. Like I said, patience is a virtue and hopefully it will pay off for the Titans when it comes to landing him. Said it before, I'll say it again. His best year in the pros. Mike Vrabel was his D.C., and his market has not been what he expected. He's not going to get anywhere near the $20 million he was hoping he would get whenever he hit free agency. I did hear that the Seahawks wouldn't even match $16.5 million. They wouldn't even come up that high for him. So we shall see. But I do feel if the Titans land Jadavion Clowney, at least when it comes to the conversation of teams going to be at the top next year, the Titans will be, in my opinion, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the top three teams in the AFC, along with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Time will tell, and I will keep you updated on that. And with all that said, it is time for us to transition into this week's edition of the Tighten Up Mailbag. As always, if you would like to be featured in the Tighten Up Mailbag, you can shoot me an email at dehudson11 at gmail.com, or you can message me on Twitter at Davey underscore Hudson. I always appreciate when people reach out. But to get us started on this week's Tighten Up Mailbag, Colton writes, Dear Davey, I really like how you handle the quick-hitting topics. You don't try to just drag on a show for an hour. Well, Colton, I I kind of like this style, too. It doesn't take up as much as my time. I get the information out to you all, and we go from there. But I appreciate the kind words. He continues, Of the group of new Titans, which player do you feel fans should be most excited to watch? Personally, I think it's Christian Fulton out of LSU. Fell to the bottom of the second. It's a steal, in my opinion. By far the best pick that J-Rob had for the entire draft. And he's a guy I expect to come in and make an impact right away. I think he'll be a fan favorite. Plays with an edge. And he, he he's the type of guy I think that the Titans are going to be holding on to for a long time. And uh, one of the knocks on Fulton, though, was he gets too physical downfield. So he's going to have to clean that up a little bit as far as allowing pass interference penalties to occur. But I'm really excited to watch him and hope he is here for years to come. 
And the next question in this week's Tighten Up Mailbag, Connor writes in, Davey, outside of the Titans, how do you feel the rest of the AFC South teams did in this year's draft? That's a, that's a good question, Connor. Of the teams in the AFC South that I would say had the best draft, I would argue that the Colts and the Titans are neck and neck. General Manager Chris Ballard for the the Colts had a solid draft. Uh, I think Pro Football Focus, if you're using their modeling on production and how teams did, I believe the Colts came in second out of the 32 teams and the Titans were fifth. But I've always been firm and thinking that Chris Ballard knows what he's doing. And he's been able to help the Colts put together a really good team. His biggest issue was just he had his franchise quarterback retire right before the beginning of last season. And that really limited how successful that team was going to be. They did draft Jacob Eason, quarterback out of Washington, who was previously at Georgia. And so I'm definitely interested to see how he performs come preseason. Is he somebody that can take over that organization and play that position for many years to come? I have seen some flashes of his potential, and that's one I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on as we go through the summer. But they're going to have time to groom him. I mean, but Phillip Rivers is going to be their quarterback, at least for this coming season. But I, d- I did like their picks of getting wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC and running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Both of those guys were extremely productive in college, and I think they can have really good NFL careers. The Jaguars draft, in my opinion, it was meh, nothing to really write home about. Their first-round pick was C.J. Henderson, a cornerback out of Florida, who the, the main thing from him, at least in my opinion, was he's not a guy who's physical in the run game, won't try to go up and make a tackle, which the last couple of years, Titans have really given it to the Jags secondary. So, C.J. Henderson, I don't expect him to really be trying to take on Derrick Henry. I'll put it that way. And with the Texans draft man, Bill O'Brien, he doesn't know what he's doing. The one clip I saw from the draft that I thought was pretty funny was, it was just Bill O'Brien yelling at the computer but came out after the fact that he thought he had a trade in place with the uh, Detroit Lions and had a few choice words when that exchange did not go according to plan, at least in his eyes. So nothing really stands out for me for the the Texans draft, but it wasn't anything where I'm giving them the worst grade possible. That one's just going to the Packers. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Tighten Up Mailbag. Continue to get your questions in. I really love reading what you all have to say. I'm glad I'm able to make you all be a part of the show, but that is going to do it for us today. I hope you all are all staying safe out there. Wish you and your families well. If you enjoy the show, remember, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Davey underscore Hudson. Thank you again. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Davey Hudson. We'll do it again soon, and as always, tighten up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.